Yes, the LCS is officially going to start tonight between the Boston Red Sox and those Houston Astros. For the fifth straight time, fifth straight year, the Houston Astros are in the ALCS, only the second team ever to do that. So how does this Yank or Yankee team, this Red Sox team, very similar to that 2017 New York Yankee team, we'll talk about that. And we'll make our predictions. Will the Braves get revenge on the Dodgers after their 3-1 defeat last year, giving up the 3-1 lead, I should say. And then we'll get into the NFL. Massive games, massive implications. You have two MVP, early MVP frontrunners in Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. But who do we trust more in and who, going forward, do we trust more in with the Chargers or the Ravens? And then you get the Browns and Cardinals, the last undefeated team. We'll see what happens in that game. Who has to prove more? Is it Baker and the Browns now that Nick Chubb's out? Or is it the Cardinals proving to the world that they are a legit contender this year? And we'll finish up. We have to, as always, with the New York football giants. If another loss comes, do we expect major changes to Big Blue? Keys to the City is next. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. The Joseph Aguirre could not have joined us as he has an obligation going on today. He'll be back next week to join Keys to the City. Would have loved to have him because we are talking MLB baseball. No, we are not talking about the New York Yankees. We will be talking about the AL and NLCS this weekend starting tonight between those Boston Red Sox and those Houston Astros once again for the fifth straight year. We'll also talk about the NFL, big matchups, and we'll finish off with Big Blue. But like I said, the ALCS, the NLCS is officially underway. Last night, you know what I can't stand, Ted? More than anything in sports is when referees slash umpires dictate, ruin, or end games the way games ended last night. In baseball, we had one of the worst calls. Yes, I know the Giants did not score more than two runs in the game, but still, to have the call that it was egregious, an egregious, awful, terrible call, anybody that saw it could agree it was not even a close call, and the game was over. And then the other one was in the NFL Thursday night game between the Bucks and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles get a taunting call on the final drive, really changed the complexity of the rest of that drive. It was a just terrible, tragic, and what else is new? This is why I can't stand. Let's just get, please, let's get new umpires. Let's get new refs. Stop ruining damn games. I'm over it. I'm sorry, Ted. I know you're a ref, but I'm going to be honest. We need younger guys. We need young guys like you, Ted, to be umpiring or refing these games anymore. Well, you definitely read my mind. Because right before you were doing your brief, I was like, Trev, Trev! I was going to say, it was talking about the baseball card. I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to talk about that football call last night because, you know, I didn't, I, I passed out last night, so I didn't see the end of the game. Um, I was really tired. But uh, with that being said, I had, I saw everything, you know, this morning I get up, I saw how the Giants end up losing the game. Very, very, very sad to see. Unfortunate, but I love Gabe Kapler's answer in the postgame thing. That wasn't the reason why they lost the game. There was more of course. I, uh, listen, you understand, though, when you game sevens, Stanley Cups, World Series, playoffs, end of the season, any big-time football games that have some type of extra meaning other than a regular season game, and you see a game end like that, the way the baseball game, we as fans would have loved to see the game end in a in a normal play. 
ground ball throw out, uh, a bot, a fly out, whatever it was. Just not a check swing and a bad call. Unfortunately, it was a really bad call. Um, listen, it, it, it happens during the regular season. It just doesn't have the same impact. And then I was, I was like, damn, I was thinking about, you know, the football game last night with the taunted call. And I looked at it last night and I was like, wait, that was a taunted call? And I couldn't believe it. Now, listen, I understand they want to get out of the game. You as players have to be better than that. You have to know better. I'm not going to make the comment that I will make after the show, but you have to call the game differently. And I'm not, listen, as a football official, you don't call the game differently. Here's the thing. You call the game in the fourth quarter the same way you would call the game in the first quarter. But common sense, now I know this is hard for some people to understand in the real world, but common sense is better than book smart. And I know what the book's saying. I know what the rule book's saying. But sometimes you have to think outside the box and you have to use your real brain that God gave you that you were born with. And you have to understand that sometimes you have to understand the circumstance of the game, okay? Yes, there might be a pass interference or there might be a certain hold, but what's the down? What's the distance? What's the situation in the game? Is it for fourth quarter? Is it egregious enough where we should really, you know, Maybe you do that call on the Eagles game in the first quarter because you set the tone for the rest of the game. I don't think you do that call late in the fourth quarter when you know a team's trying to make a stop to get the ball back when, when they're within seven, eight points. It's just a bad call. I know who knows if that changed. Listen, who knows what would happen? Who knows if the Eagles get the ball and they would have scored? Who knows anything? It's it's the what-if game. Now, going back to the original point of this conversation was about the baseball game. Great game, great series. I told you beforehand. They put the stats together of these two teams, the Giants and the Dodgers, when they compiled all the wins this season. The Giants, well, they have 110. and the, I mean, the Giants have 109. The Dodgers had 110. It's just the way it is. If they played 10 more 10 more games and there was an 11-game series, this game would have went to 11 games. You have to score more than one run, and I will say this. We talk about this a lot in a lot of sports. The reason why you pay superstars, right? Superstars come through usually for you in the clutch. That's what you want. Two important players for the Dodgers came through last night. Actually, three. One was Mookie Betts. He was four for four. It was a key component of their, their two runs last night. Second, Cody Bellinger, who was two for 48 against this giant team all season. 041 batting average. Worst ever for any player in this series, and I believe any series of all time during the regular season. Comes through, chokes up the bat with two strikes, ends up getting the base hit, gets the winning RBI. And then Max Scherzer, listen, he was phenomenal pitching through this postseason. He was phenomenal when he needed to be for them in the saving point in the ninth inning for them. Well, that's why, uh, before we get into this quickly, I just want to make my point is that, yeah, just the way the season went for both the Giants and the Dodgers, a classic five-game series literally came down to the final at bat. And to see this, that one of these teams had to go home was unfortunate, but that's the way that this playoff brackets are going to be from now on. Hold on. You're going to have situations like this and to see it come down to it and have, it was one, one in the ninth. Both had seven hits for the Dodgers, six hits for the Giants. It was just everything you wanted it to be for a, a final game. And to see that season, to see the season end on that note for a historic season for a giant team that not many people expected good things from. To see the season come to an end like that is unfortunate. To see last night that the – look, I don't like seeing the Philadelphia Eagles win, but I want to see an honest game. And I don't want to see a call like that dictate the rest of the drive. Yes, the Buccaneers held on and, and won 28-22, but that call, who knows? If that call doesn't get called, we could be talking about the Bucks losing on Thursday night and blowing a 21-point lead. I wanted to get into the AL and NLCS because that officially starts tonight. 
And we do have to talk. Look, we are Yankee fans. It's not the most ideal matchup in this ALCS for many Yankee fans. Realistically, it's two teams we despise. It's two teams that are not fan favorites and are two teams that we're we're never going to root for. But in a situation like this, you almost have to root for someone. But I'm looking, I'm thinking about it. This Red Sox team, and if Joe was here, I would have had the question, can the Yankees take the page out of the Red Sox and maybe learn from how the Red Sox have handled this whole season? But I wanted to talk about this season in the sense of the Red Sox and how I compare it kind of to the 2017 Yankees. we got to think about this. Do we remember when the 2017 Yankees started? Where were we expected to finish in the playoff in that kind of season? What kind of team we were supposed to be, if we can really remember? Let's think about it. Well, they had young players that we didn't know about. Okay, so this was in the the Red Sox players. I know. I'm going to get to that. This was in the midst of a a a rebuild stage. It wasn't when we think of rebuild, we think of from the started from the bottom and they get to an ultimate point. The Yankees, in that sense, were rebuilding because that's not what the Yankees do. So to see what the Yankees were in the beginning of that year to where they eventually finished up, which was one game away from getting to a World Series to a team that not many people had expectations of and had going into that season, to see them finish off the way they did was a huge surprise. And I think a lot of baseball fans can agree that's where most people would say how we feel that the Boston Red Sox are right now. To see this team coming into this year, the only other team that could have probably stood a worse record in the AL East was the Baltimore Orioles, like they were this year. The next team would have been those Boston Red Sox. But look at where the Boston Red Sox have been throughout this entire season. They had some bumps in the road. Guess what? They overcame those, and then look where they're at now. They are only four wins away from realizing that, hey, guess what? Anything is possible in baseball, and they're proving it again. Why? You know what? I'm over the the hate of the Boston sports because I'm sorry. It's just respect. They're overcoming. Look at the New York sports compared to Boston sports. They continuously do it. Reason why I also put this, I have the whole roster, the Yankees lineup, Game 7 lineup, 2017, comparing to this Red Sox lineup. So Schwarber batted 266, Kike Hernandez 250. These are regular season. 278, Devers, Bogarts 295, Verdugo 289, JD 286, Renfro 259, Vasquez 258, and then Christian Arroyo 262. Here's the Yankees. Guardy 264, Judge 284, Didi 287, Gary 278. Greg Bird was 190, but Greg Bird was a bum his whole career. Starling Castro batted 300. Aaron Hicks, 266. Todd Frazier, who was clutch for them, 215, though. I know his batting average wasn't pretty. And Chase Headley batted 273. Also, the reason why I want to put this into consideration, how they're very similar, that Yankee team was clutch. What we've seen from this Boston Red Sox team in this postseason against the Yankees, against the Washington Nationals to get into the postseason, and against the Tampa Bay Rays, what were, what were they? They were clutch. And they're finding ways to win. That Yankee team found ways to win that season. So, Ted, am I crazy or am I crazy that this Red Sox team has similarities to that 2017 uh, Yankee team? I mean, I would have to go more statistically involved to really see the similarities. The the difference for me is Devers and Bogarts are superstars, and we didn't realize what Judge was. We didn't know what Gary Sanchez was. We did a little bit. Judge had that huge. That was his. That was. I know. I know. That was the year he he lost the MVP. I know. I know. I know. I know. My thing is this: the Astros and Red Sox are matching up for the third time in the past five postseasons. 
All right. Pretty phenomenal. It speaks to how well they have played. You're looking at these two teams right now. Number one and number four ranked best offenses in football. I mean, football, my God. Baseball. And then you think about these two teams in a, in a, in a kind of a snow globe of everything. Think about where these two franchises where they've dealt with disciplinary and misusing of game technology the past couple of years. And then look at it. Alex Cora, part of the Astros. Now he's back. He goes to the Red Sox the following year. They win the World Series. Now, look, he faces a former team. I don't know if I would have the question as Red Sox. Tim, I would talk, what, what do these two teams bring, right, to each other? They both can hit the ball, both teams. Now, big thing, though, Astros now will be out without what will be without Lance McCullers for this postseason. Big loss for the Houston Astros. So I think that at least levels that I would have gave the Astros the advantage going into the series. Now with McCullers out, I think it balances out the question well, how good will say it will be, Avaldi. And then if you're breaking down these teams offensively, they're smooth. Both can hit. We I just said it, both number one and four offenses. They score runs, they hit home runs, they're clutch, they do everything well offensively. Pitching. Question marks, Houston has a little bit of advantage, but hey, listen, Avaldi and Chris Sale's back. They have pitched better. The bullpen, though, I'll give to the Astros. Now, if you got to talk about management and how the team is run, I'm going to give Alex Cora a big-time check plus over Dusty Baker. Now, I know Dusty has done phenomenal work. I believe this is his fourth or fifth team that he's led to the playoffs. I know it's the Cubs, the Reds, the Giants. Oh, the Nationals and now the Houston Nationals. So I believe that's five teams I just mentioned. So he knows how to win games. This should be a phenomenal series. I believe Alvaro runs will score. This is going to be like if you're a betting man in football, take the over. I expect a lot of runs in this series. Both parks are hitting parks. Last man, listen, this is going last man surviving. I believe the series will go six or seven. It, listen, it comes down to supercars. How will how will guys and like Devers and Bogart and J.D. Martinez participate? How will they hit? Compared to the three guys from the Astros, well, that's another thing. That's that's another thing because I'm, I'm looking the pitching staffs compared from the Yankees to this Red Sox team. Very similar. I mean, Sevy, we had Sevy, Tanaka, Montgomery, CC, Pineda, and Sonny Gray. Those were the pitchers for the Yankees that year. Now they have Eduardo Rodriguez. Avaldi um, has been their ace in, in in line for Chris Sale, who is going to be a huge difference maker. They're going to need Chris Sale to be Chris Sale of old if they're going to have a chance to win this. Now we say, oh, well, they're already here without his success. So what makes you think that th this Astros team is legit with pitching? They have a good pitching staff, and we know what their lineup has been for the past five years. They also got Nick Pavetta, Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, and Tanner Hawk, who all guys that are solid pitchers, just like the Yankees. Very solid, but no other than maybe um, Sale out of that whole group. You're like, wow. That I mean, that's it. But these teams are very similar because of the fact that nobody gave this team a chance in the beginning of the year, the Red Sox. We all expected it to be the Yankees and Rays challenging for, and hell, maybe even the Blue Jays if they ever got it together, which they did. But it was always about the Rays and the Yanks. It was never about the Red Sox. Red Sox got off to a hot start. We're like, okay. Joe kind of said, oh, they're going to fall falter because he doesn't believe in their pitching. They started to have a cold streak in the middle of the season. Then they found their way again, and they found their growth, and then they got hot at the right time, and they came up clutch. And that's why I think this team has a legit shot to win the whole freaking thing. As Jake Taylor once said in the great MLB Major League, winning the whole effing thing. And I think the Red Sox have a legit shot to win the World Series this year. 
Well, well, here's the thing. I was just reading the stats as you were talking, so I could make sure I was. Lance McCullers is a big game pitcher. The last eight starts, four and one, two point one seven ERA. Also, the White Sox the other day, and has pitched really well in the postseason. We've seen him come up clutch in multiple games. I remember a couple of years ago, he had needed a must-win game in Game Six, won it for them. But here's what I just read. And I think this will be the biggest telling point of this series. It's called the biggest dif- difference is D. Houston is an elite defensive team. Boston is below average. That's especially a problem against the Astros who put the ball in play more than any other offense. And it says right here, the defense efficiency. The Astros are .713. MLB ranked third. Red Sox .659, ranked 30th in the league. Defensive runs saved, which is very important. Astros, 78 runs they've saved this season, ranked third in Major League Baseball, while the Red Sox have only saved seven, and that's ranked 18th. So if it comes down late, and we've talked about this with the Yankees, and maybe this is similar with that Yankee Red Sox team too, Trevor. I don't know if the Yankees were really efficient in on defensive side of the the field during that 2017 team. But if this comes down to seventh, eighth, ninth inning, a crucial play on the base pass, a crucial play in the defensive, not being able to come through because all facets of the game, pitching, defense, and hitting, the Astros have the advantage. Well, let's make our prediction. Who's going to the World Series? Is it going to be the Houston Astros once again getting there, or is it going to be the Boston Red Sox and continuing this dream season for the Boston fans? Do you know? Hey, quick question: By any chance, do you happen to have the record when they played against each other this season? I do not actually. I do not. Well, while you're while you're doing that, I'll make my prediction. But I, I'm going to say the uh, the Houston Astro team, and I think because of what I just said, the def- defensive that they are defensive efficiency, they're going to have home field advantage. So if it comes down to it, they will have Game Seven at their place. And I think still, since the situation occurred a year ago, Astros won five two, five games out of seven. Yep. I like the Astros. I was going to say that beforehand. I just think you got Game Seven at home, and I think last year doesn't really count for them. After the the bang bang chitty chitty bang bang on the trash cans, I think this is their this is their opportunity to get back and prove everyone wrong and say, hey, listen, we could still beat you without cheating. But listen, I tell you, Alex Core is a, a huge X factor. I know he doesn't play, but his ability to get the most out of his players. I, I, say, we'll Chris, say, we'll I say, I say, Chris Sale is a huge X factor in this in this series, and I think he can. Learn. Hernandez is going to have to deliver as he's been always delivering in the postseason. I think he delivers once again. So, Red Sox fans, I'm going with you. I'm going with the Boston Red Sox to beat the Houston Astros. You know how bad this is? This is like if Russia was playing Dallas right now, I'd have to choose a team. This is Honestly, as a Yankee fan, this is the two worst. This is this the, the worst possible teams. outcome to have. The worst possible outcome to have, but you got to pick a winner because we are sports fans and we have to be non-biased. We are Yankee fans, but hey, I give credit where credit is due. These two teams have delivered. These two teams have been to the World Series. These teams have won World Series. They've been to the postseason, well, and, and every year it seems like they're there. So I'm going to give them a credit where credit is due. I'm not going to be these typical Yankee fans that are going to just be jealous and hateful and stuff like that. That's fine. I don't like either team, but I'm going to give them the respect as they deserve. And I'm going to pick the Boston Red Sox to to be representing the AL this year. Six or seven games, you think, off the top of your head. I'm thinking seven. 
I'm going to go seven. And Just because, because I, I think the Red Sox are good enough to I get. say seven because Sale is going to be the X Factor, and I believe, and Sale is going to deliver for the Boston Red Sox, and that is going to be a major key. We have to keep an eye on Chris Sale tonight. He goes on the mound tonight, so we'll see what happens in this game. But I'm going with the Red Sox. So Red Sox fans, to Patrick Clapp, to the Shermans, to the Reynolds boys, I'm with you guys. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I just don't like the Houston Astros at all. I, I just, I really don't. I've come to like just absolutely despise the Houston Astros. <laughs> so I'm thinking the Boston Red Sox. I despise them less. Let's get into the NLCS quickly because this was a rematch of last year. You know how hard that is to say. I know, but I'm going to be realistic. I, I, I think they're 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 bad cheaters. They're they're d bags. They're d bags. The Houston Astros. The way they handled that whole situation. Just shows they're I mean, good for them that they're back in the ALCS. Good for them. Where credit is due, they deserve it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I have a bad feeling about this year, bro. The Dallas Cowboys are doing really well. I just have a really bad feeling about a lot of things this year. Well, we'll see what happens. Go Lamar. The Lakers ain't winning. Go. Yeah, the Lakers. We need the Lakers. We need. No, the Nets are gonna win. The Nets will win. The Nets will freaking win. That's all we need to know. And Kyrie oh. won't be able to play the last couple of games because it'll be in the Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the Lakers. Yeah, right. I doubt it. L.A., good luck. Let's get into the NLCS, and then we'll go close out with our football part of the show. The Braves, last year, up 3-1 on the Dodgers, looking like they were going to dethrone the NL champs, kind of like the, the version, the AL, the baseball version, the Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Dodgers. Been here before, same old story. The Dodgers are in the NLCS. Tell me if you haven't heard that one before. They're playing the Braves again. And last year, the Braves given up a 3-1 lead to eventually lose to the eventual champions of baseball. So will the Braves get the revenge? Let's think about it. They lose Ronald Acuna, Mike Soroka, two of their best players on the team early on in the season. The injuries, long, long season ending injuries. And look where they're at right now. Coming in clutch. And that's what it's all about in postseason baseball. All four of these teams, think about it. The Red Sox, how they got here? Clutch hitting. Let's see. The Braves, how did they get here? Clutch hitting. Freddie Freeman delivering in the clutch. A, the, the Dodgers last night delivering the clutch. Cody Bellinger. The Astros, they took care of business. They didn't need any other clutch factor. They delivered when they needed to. Carlos Correa, Altuve, the same guys that are always delivering. That's why these four teams are in the postseason, and the under 26 are watching them now because of this clutch hitting. So will the Braves, Ted, dethrone the champs? Or will the champs, once again, be going one step closer to a repeat? Now, I was just reading some of the experts' picks on you know, ESPN. I didn't get Everybody's going to probably have the there Dodgers. Was, there was like eight – I think there was eight votes for the Dodgers and two votes for yeah. the Braves. Yeah. I listen, it's hard to pick against the Dodgers. You got Buehr. You got Scherzer. The only team that I thought was going to beat them was the team that they played last night. Yeah. That's it. Probably should have beat them. But didn't do didn't do enough. Did not listen. You can't score one run and expect to win. Let's just it is what it is. You have we've talked about this with football before. Like all those years when the Ravens played the Patriots and they had the Patriots and they couldn't over just didn't do enough. They didn't make a play when they needed to. This is interesting because the Braves had them last year three games to one, and they blew it. Do mm -hmm. the do the can the Braves overcome that? Can they, this is like a David versus Goliath matchup because well, the Braves, here's the thing. I don't know if it's David versus Goliath because if you want to talk about the best baseball, best baseball team since the trade deadline, the, the Braves have been the best team by far. In, major well, in the baseball. sense of how you how you stack the rosters, 
It's kind of like how you always oh, have like oh, if you're well, like, if you're if you're doing, like a Super Bowl roster and it's one of those teams you would have majority of the players, the top ten players, major probably other than maybe Freddie Freeman, maybe um, Jose Alves. Yeah, Jose that's Alves. what I'm thinking. Jose Alves, maybe maybe you would put those two. Uh, definitely Freddie Freeman's got to be in that list. But other oh, yeah. than that, out of the ten players, nine of them would probably be, be Dodger players. Oh yeah, I mean Justin Turner. That's what I think. That's why I say David versus yeah. I mean, Scherzer, Mookie, Scherzer, Max Muncy. I mean, Kershaw's not playing much. Well, Muncy didn't play in this one. Hopefully, he'll be back. That's why I'm saying. That's happened. what I'm saying in the David. Plus, you have Nicole Kelly Jansen, who's been who has turned his season around. Listen, I'm going to pick the Dodgers because superstars win games. They have the better team. It's hard. Listen, it's going to be hard to beat them. And here's the thing: if you're going to beat the Dodgers, you have to do it in a five-game set, similar to what the Giants had. I think the longer the series has, just like basketball, the better team with the more talent usually ends up winning it i think it's going to be a great series the braves have been phenomenal i think they're going to push the dodgers to seven i think the dodgers though are just going to have more talent they have mookie Betts, they have max scherzer they uh, listen they got trey turner they got justin turner they got Bellinger. they got will smith i mean the list goes on and on. they got albert pool host no, don't forget I mean? about their uh don't forget about their 20 game rent uh winner jose urias that didn't pitch last night also well he did they he came in they, they started the bullpen guy and brought him in. He also he also he also led Major League Baseball pitchers with nine RBIs. Yeah, so don't for, don't forget about him as well. I mean, this Dodger team from top to bottom, yeah. they got the experience as well in this situation. So, so Max Fried's getting the start. Yes, game one tomorrow night. The lefty, Lano have the home field advantage. They were up three one. Maybe they can come through. Listen, they've been the hottest. They have. Team. They have to get out of the. They have to start out out of the gate and get out to a one a one only. They have oh, to. Absolutely. Win. They oh, have to, if they could if they could, if they have any chance of surviving in this series and they're in the NLCS. I give them credit as well. But you're well, going against the far injuries of, they had. You're going well. against. Hold on. You're going against a far superior team. A team that on paper most people would say if you put it in front of a hundred people. Maybe 99% of people would say the Dodgers are going to win this series. I'm going to go with the Dodgers, too. They're just far, just talent-wise, the experience. If Okuna is there, if Mike Soroka is there, if this team is at full health, the Braves probably give them a better chance. And I know that's crazy to say for a team that's been red hot in the second half of the season. Like so but talent wins in sports, and talent will show again. That why the Dodgers will get once again to another World Series and once again one step closer to repeating as champions. I'm going to go in six games. I'll go Dodgers in six. So we'll have a Dodgers Red Sox rematch from a couple years ago. Too. And, I, and I have the Dodgers Astros. Now I was to make my point, make sure I was correct. They were 36 and 19 after the start of August. I just read today. I believe I saw today Jorge Soler is going to be out for the series. Oof. I believe um, that's another loss. Considering they already lost a corner earlier this season, ACL, and Mike Sorcro, who was their uh, Torres Achilles. Um, listen, to Max Freed, Charlie Moore, and Ian Anderson, that's their big three. Freed has been great after the All-Star break, 1.74 ERA. Marlon's a big game pitcher. Charlie Moore, you know he played multiple yeah, he's years played for the Rays. He's the Astros. Um, can't, here's a question. Will they be able to match – Pitching for pitching and runs for runs for the Dodgers because you know they could score the Dodgers and you know they could pitch. Yeah. It'll be it'll be very interesting. I still think the Dodgers though, like I said before with the series when we first started the show with the Giants, superstars, bro. The Dodgers have superstars all over the field, real superstars, not fake superstars, real superstars and guys that come through a clutch. They got guys like Mookie Betts who go four for four on Game Five. 
yep. and steal bases and 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 produce runs and are come through clutch. Justin Turner, I know, it hasn't had the best season, but he, listen, he leads the Dodgers all time in hits and RBIs. One of the best postseason players. Cody Bellinger has not had a great year this year, but it's one at bat like that in Game Five could turn him around. And they have Scherzer and Bueller, which might be the best one-two punch in baseball. That's why I'll take the Dodgers in okay. seven. Well, we got a split in the ALCS, and we got a straight flush. I mean, listen, I'd love to see the Braves in there, but it's, it's going to be. I would have been, I would have been curious to know what Joe would have picked in the ALCS. I would have been really curious. I think he would have had what I had: the Dodgers in Houston. Okay. We'll ask well, him next time. We'll, see, we'll, see, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Starts Game One in the ALCS. Sales going to the mound for the Red Sox. So we'll see what happens in Houston. Should be a fun series. It should be an intriguing series. It should be both great series. And we just hope that how this postseason baseball has been going so far, which has been very, very, I think it's been, I don't know what the, of the, how the ratings are, but if, I know Ted's a big rating guy. So if it's significantly up, if it's significantly down from last year, hopefully it continues upward. But let's get into the gridiron and huge games. Last week we talked about, We've been talking about quarterback play, and we just had it on Tuesday. We had two of these quarterbacks on our top six list right now, currently playing at an all-time high. Justin Herbert has been torching the league for the past three weeks, got over 11 touchdowns. He has been doing his thing, and it's just fascinating to see how both of these quarterbacks, different types of style of play, have been dominating. And we think about it, you look at what Lamar did on Monday. Look at what Justin Herbert has done on Sunday. You can't go wrong with either quarterback. Did anyone right? have him in fantasy? I just want to know because I have Justin Herbert, but I I traded Justin Herbert because I have Josh Allen, so I don't really need either. I didn't need him. So here's how this matchup. This is it's only the second matchup in league history in which both quarterbacks are coming off games of 400 total yards and four touchdown passes. So the past three games, like I said, with Herbert torching the league, he's at. An NFL high, 11 touchdowns the past three weeks, while Lamar ranks second in the league with just over 1,000 passing yards, 1,045. So you look at both these teams, they have have the way they've won their games could be easily 5-0 and right now. And the way they've come back, the way they've played both, both styles of play, different styles of play, a lot through the year for – for the Chargers, running the ball, a, a kind of a dual-threat version with the Baltimore Ravens. But who do we trust more in this game? And who do we have trust more going forward for two teams that look like they're going to be in that race for home field advantage at the very end of this season? This is, I was just thinking more and more. I'm kind of breaking your stones beforehand, but this is a great question. Um, Brandon yeah, Staley. Of course. What do you think? I don't know what the hell I'm, you don't think I know what I'm well, doing. Here's, Listen here's to the, the reason why it's a great. The reason why it's a great question is because I, of course, can't come up with, with one answer. No, not you. Brandon, yeah, no, of course not. Brandon Staley has proven a lot to me this season. I love Brandon uh, Staley. And watching him last week go for it on multiple fourth downs, especially on his own, like, what, 26-yard line on a fourth and seven. But I believe yeah. that's the trust that he has in his quarterback and his team speaks volumes. Um they can score. They scored 26 points in the fourth quarter last week against the Browns. Was that the Browns' bad defense? Was that Chargers' exceptional play? Here's the one question I have with the Chargers is, can they stop the running game? Uh, they gave up over 200 yards of rushing, over 500 yards of total offense last week to the Browns. Now, yes, 
They overcame it. They won it. But, I mean, if the Browns maybe could have had a stop and played some better defense, they could have won the game. Like I said to you before, and you mentioned it before when you were talking about this game, both teams could be 5-0 and right now. I'm, if I have to choose right now, I'm going to say the Ravens, only because the trust I have in them is overcoming the injuries, everything from losing Ronnie Staley from last year's ankle injury to Nick Boyle, the tight end. They've come back from multi 10-point deficits this season, 19 points this week to the Colts, and they had to throw the football, something that we're not used to seeing conventionally of the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar. And then, you know, and then the three running backs and then Marcus Peters being out as well. I'm not saying the Chargers won't win the football game. You ask me, do you trust more? I've built such a trust in Lamar Jackson, much more so because he can do so many things with his legs, with his arm. This is not a knock on Herbert. This is like picking between your two children. I mean, if you ask me who I'd rather have for the next 10 years, I'd probably take Herbert over Lamar. But right now, the way Lamar is playing, with everything on his shoulders is exceptional. And I trust and Harbaugh on the defense. And, I mean, you see the fourth and one when the Chiefs see the trust that, you know, Harbaugh, Lamar, you want to go for it? And, like, yeah, and he can get it. I just – I feel like they're building on something. I feel like this could be the AFC championship game what we're looking at this week. Both teams, like I said, could be 5-0. and Both teams are both capable of making to the Super Bowl. Um, and who's home this week? Um, this is at Baltimore currently. It's a 1 o'clock think, game. It's a I think Baltimore game. finds a way to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think I think Herbert puts up 400 yards. So here's I think what they're winning the game because they're able to control the clock a little bit more in the running game. because the char- Until the Chargers can prove that they can stop the running game a little bit more, um, because I mean, I listen. I know they have Derwin James. I know they have Joey Boza, but you can't be giving up 200 yards rushing. Well, here, I'm glad this is what I'm glad you brought up the rushing. So the Chargers are allowing are allowing currently an NFL high 157.6 rushing yards per game and 5.6 yards per rush this season. You know why that's a bad thing? Because the Ravens rank fourth currently in the NFL with 148.8 yards per game and sixth in yards per rush at 4.9. So that's going to be the key of this game. Can the Chargers slow down? You're not going to stop something that's been working for over years now. And now I'm talking about the Baltimore running attack. It's been working for years currently. You're not going to be able to stop it. You can only slow it down and just try to get off the field because you know what the other side of your team can do in the sense of what your quarterback can do what your running back can do, and what your receivers can do, your weapons on offense can do. With that offensive line, you can put up points on anybody in this league, and we've seen in the past couple weeks, going into Arrowhead, beating the Browns last week, you can put up points against anybody in this league. Baltimore relies, if there's an MVP award and somebody said it, how can we not have Lamar Jackson number one realistically? Because you look at him, if you take him off the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, I, I'm trying to compare it to who was it a couple of years ago in basketball. If you took them off the team, they'd be one of the worst teams in the elite. I, call, I forgot. It. I remember saying Westbrook? it on the show. Yes. Oh, the year that Westbrook. Okay. The, the year that Westbrook. Westbrook they made the playoffs. They were yeah, the, the year that Westbrook had his, Hold on. The year that Westbrook had their historic triple on double season. First since, since big, the Big O. And literally, I was saying, everybody said, well, Harden should have won. Well, fair enough. Harden was historically great that season as well. But if you took Russell, a most valuable player, we have to think about that word, most valuable player to team. Literally, it means it in the definition. If you took Russell Westbrook off of that team, they were going to be at least 
one of the top two, if not the worst team in that entire league that season. They ended up making the playoffs. They were the sixth seed that season. That's how far he got them. I know they didn't win anything, but he got them to the playoffs for a team that wasn't good. They were working for 15 games that This Raven team, I'm not going to say is that Oklahoma City Thunder team. They have pieces on that team. They have a great coach. But if you took Lamar off that field and you put in, I mean, Chase McSorley, I like Chase McSorley. But if you put in Chase McSorley. How about this? Put Baker Mayfield on that team. Yeah, they're closer to one and four than they are four and one. I would say more two and three, but that's what we're trying to say oh, is that, hey, that that's the, closer yeah. to one and four than but it is four and one. That's what we're trying to say is that when you take a man like Lamar Jackson off the field, I know we say, oh, Josh Allen has been the MVP, Kyler Murray, Brady, Dak, um, even Herbert. I know that's fair enough, but realistically, we have to look at the bigger picture. If you took Lamar off this team, what would the Ravens be? It wouldn't be even on TV right now. Lamar Jackson, you said the other day, you were talking, well, Lamar doesn't stretch the field. Yeah, he does. Doesn't stretch the field with his arm. Stretches the field with his legs. Because at any point of the play, Lamar Jackson can make a play that goes for a negative five to a plus 25 play in positivity. That's what Lamar Jackson's way of stretching the field is. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have to be Herbert. Even though he is doing it right now, throwing the ball – accurately and completion percentages up touchdowns big game on monday night he's doing all the right things he is carrying this team to the to victories and this man has to get more and more respect the way that josh allen has gotten his respect the way that justin herbert is getting the acknowledgement now throughout the league patrick mahomes i know that just uh um, lamar jackson hasn't won a super bowl yet but the man is getting better and improving each and every year. And that's what we want to see from a guy that coming out of the NFL draft, most people thought, oh, this kid's a running back. I thought he was going to be a star. I knew he was going to be a star because he was a star in high school. He was a star in college, and he's just going to be doing it again in the NFL. And good luck. And people are saying, well, they have a re- they're going to figure out a way to stop him. Good luck. I'm still waiting for it. This, this question, honestly, who do I trust more in? I'll agree with you, Ted. I'm going to agree with the Ravens. I totally thought you were going to choose because they no, because they've been in this situation before. The Chargers, we've seen. Yes, they're they have won games this year that in the past they have blown, but now they're figuring out ways to win. They're gutsy. Their coach is gutsy. Their quarterback has the moxie, has the swag, has the confidence, and could be playing the best out of any quarterback in the league right now in a league that has some great quarterback play going on. But I'm going to go with the Ravens because they've been in situations like this the past couple of years, and they know what they have with Lamar going. But both teams know what they have going forward with both of these offenses. It's just that Chargers defense is very, very scary in the sense of that run, that, that run defense. They haven't been able to stop a rushing attack. We're going to get to see them against a a powerhouse of a running attack for the past couple of years. I'm going to go with the Ravens, but boy, oh boy, if the Chargers win this game, good luck because both. This is such a hard, this is such a hard game to talk pick because of how great these two teams have been in the first five weeks. Oh, and yeah, both absolutely. these quarterbacks. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, I'm not knocking either one. I'm not yeah, saying this is not either team. In a week, what six game, whatever week six, it's kind of a must win, because you don't know where you're gonna. You look back at week sixteen, week seventeen, and talk about oh man, and the reason why I say must win is because now you only get the one buy with the number one team. So, for like the Ravens, maybe late in the season, depending on injuries, having that extra buy week, having Lamar rested, you know what I mean, 
Oh, and the other thing is, and the other thing is, Buffalo's schedule the next couple weeks, they look like they could be well, the W's, in the, crazy. The W's in the column. Well, they're playing Buffalo Tennessee played. on Monday night. That should be a win. They play, they go after the bye. They, they play the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Now, those are two those are two very, very winnable games for the Bills. So these two teams got to keep winning because the Buffalo Bills are continually winning. Well, yeah, look so, at their divisions. Their divisions are a lot tougher where you're going to lose more games and the Bills have it much easier. Similar yeah, to what the like, Patriots were able yeah. to do for 20 years, pick on the week. I can't wait for this game. It's a 1 o'clock game. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. It's going to be on TV. So thank God CBS will be playing this game because how can you miss this game? This has all the potential of another slobber knocker fight. I'll probably have the Jets on over here. No. I think they're going to – well, down here they're going to have the – I mean, I'll be watching this. I'll be loving it. At least you got red zone. <laughs> Speaking of a game that's not going to be on TV, but probably is the second biggest game of this weekend, and huge news coming out today that the Cleveland Browns will be up with one of their best players, Nick Chubb, will be out today at this week's game. It's the Cleveland Browns against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, why did I say more to prove for the Cardinals? Here's my thing about the Cardinals. Yes, they're 5-0. and They've looked uh, – they've looked – Perfection. Perfection is what they have been so far. But there still are the naysayers that fully don't trust this team in the sense of, okay, well, the way you won last week was a great victory because you relied on your defense. Your offense didn't come up big for you. Your defense did. How about you go into a hostile environment against a team that most people project to be a playoff caliber team this year? So – that's why I say, do we trust do more to prove in the sense of the Cardinals? Because you're going into hostile territory. You're 5-0. and If you win this game, maybe you'll have those naysayers that have been criticizing you for the first five weeks and don't really believe in you yet. Maybe they'll start believing. So, Ted, let me ask you, who is more to prove in this game? Is it the Cleveland Browns now without Nick Chubb? Thank God they got a good backup running back. Yeah. Or is it the Arizona Cardinals? Well, here's another thing. Yeah, I mean, you probably thought about it. You just didn't put in the question. Back-to-back number one picks. Quarterbacks from Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield one year. The next year, Kyler Murray. So, one guy looks like he's a superstar, and another guy was – we're questioning if he's even going to get re-signed to his own team. Um, More to prove, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. You just gave up 49 points to the Chargers. You, you, You had 500 yards of total offense, no turnovers. Teams, I believe, were 401 and zero, I think, in history of the NFL. I don't know if anyone's ever lost that. No Maybe turnovers, 500 plus yards, 40 points. Over 200 yeah, yards rushing. I sent I mean, you the stat. It was like 430 or 403. Or 401, something. I believe, in like one or something or zero. Mm-hmm. It's it's remarkable. Um, they have something to prove. You can't listen to Cardinals if they lose. You know, everyone say, hey, listen, eventually they were going to lose. We'll see how they lose. I think it's the Browns. I think because why, why the Browns? The same the same reason I can use for the Cardinals. I just I look at the quarterback situation. I look at the quarterback situation. I look at how Kyler Murray and their team. Listen, they stopped Derrick Henry in Week One. They've stopped all the big running games. Okay, the Browns average 187 yards rushing a game, but the Cardinals defense have stopped all the running games this year. They shut down the 49ers. They only gave up 58 yards in Week One to the to Derrick Henry, 86 yards total in the week one. So they've done really well in the running game. Now Chubb is out, but Cream Hunt is no scrub. If you have Felton on the fantasy guys, go look at him. He's a running back slash wide receiver. Go pick him up. Probably have a big game this nah, week. Nah, Kareem Hunt's going to have a huge day. 
Yeah. Oh, now here's the other thing. Forecast shows for 25 mile an hour winds in this game. 20 to 25 mile an hour. So weather could play a plan, which means the running game. Importance. Now, Cardinals are also going to be out with Chandler Jones. Now, Kyle Murray didn't have a great game last week, but that's okay. You talked about it in the show earlier this week. They found other ways to win. All right. Which quarterback? My question would be which quarterback is going to lead this team to victory? Which quarterback is going to play better will dictate who is going to win? Is it the question before who do you trust more? <laughs> well, I, well, here's the thing I trust Kyler, but I think if Baker and the Browns are going to win, he's going to have to play better. He's going to have. Kyler Murray can't be running around and, and throwing the ball over the field. DeAndre Hopkins is going for a seventh straight game of over 100-plus yards. He's he's phenomenal. The Cardinals' offense can score points at will. Their defense has played well. I love what they've done this season. They've really – the Cardinals, for me, have proved that they're a legit team. They are. It's for me so far. The Browns, I, I need – you need – for me, the Browns need to prove something to me because this was one of my teams that I thought could make the Super Bowl, and if they lose another game like this – I'm going to say the same thing. You It'll couldn't be beat the Chiefs. You couldn't beat It'll the be Chiefs. Three and three. Be three and three. You couldn't beat the Chargers when you had them. And both teams were up by double-digit leads. And if it happens again this week against the Cardinals, three teams that, like, right now you're like, all right, these are Super Bowl contenders. I don't care if you pick on the week. Can you beat Can you beat the bully up? Can you beat the guys that are elite, the teams that are going to be the teams that you're going to face in the playoffs? So, for me, the answer is the Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna have to actually agree with you on this one too, because here's what is my going thing. On today? This is well, not right. Ted, well, Ted, you said I'm glad you brought up the weather report because if it's gonna be as windy as they say, that that could set up good. That could set up actually favorable to the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Baker doesn't have to throw like Kyler. He doesn't have to play like Kyler because he's not Kyler. Rely on that rushing attack, the top ranked rushing attack. I should be saying they're averaging 187 points. 187.6 yards per game on the ground. The Cardinals, kind of like what the Chargers, they've given up 140. So this is a matchup where let's rely on that rushing attack. And don't worry about the diva receiver at number 13 that's complaining he doesn't get the ball. Don't Does worry it. about him. They, get him the ball. Get him the ball, true, 100%. But if it's going to be like the weather that we're predicting – this is a game where you have to run the football, establish that run game. Think of it like the game that they had last year against the Texans or something. It was like 10 to 3. No, the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, that six, was a windy game. Yeah, it was windy as hell, and Rain. they ran the ball effectively. They have to do that again. Now, it's it's unfortunate that they don't have Nick Chubb playing, and Jedrick Wills Jr. is out actually as well, too, for this team. So they have some losses on this offense right now that we've all thought was going to – run through the league this year. They've, they've struggled at, at times with injuries. I'm going to go with the Browns because at the time, at this situation, current situation right now, if the Cleveland Browns lose this game, they will be three and three. And for a team that we all expected to be in that maybe tier of Super Bowl caliber, well, they've played two teams so far that in that caliber of Super Bowl cal- so far in the Chargers and the Chiefs, like you said, Ted, two, two touchdown blown leads and couldn't finish the job. So we have to see them finish the job. The Cardinals found a way to win last week. Their offense struggled, but their defense came in clutch. A big loss with Chandler Jones, but their defense has been playing well so far. So it's going to be on the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Can they get the running game going? And can Baker, when asked to make the throw, can he make those throws? Not making no predictions. We don't make predictions on this show, but I expect this to be another, another great game of two great caliber type teams 
Who would have thought you'd be talking about the Browns and Cardinals as a, a must-watch game this season? It should well, be a hell of a game. Well, look at the two quarterbacks Baker Mayfield lost to. Justin Herbert and Mahomes, right? And we look at those two guys as now elite, people are going to recognize Herbert as elite. All right? And I think Kyle Murray is right on that brim of being elite. He, he's, yeah. he's really good. He's a star. He's one of the most exciting players to watch in the league. I don't know if he's a superstar yet. He's still got work and stuff to prove, I think, to a lot of people. But but for me, for the Browns, like, this is your – this is – we didn't expect this with the Cardinals. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. expected the Browns to be to be good, to be really good. And you lost to two teams that look like Super Bowl caliber teams. And if you lose another game to it, it's like, all right, well, who have you been and who have you lost to? Well, we lost to the good teams and we've beaten the bad teams. So – you know, we what Browns, what Browns, the question should be, what Browns team are we going to get this weekend? Well, they just put up 42 points. You should be good enough to win the game. You get I mean, I mean, yards to off, you had no turnovers. Baker actually threw for 300 yards. I'd like to see them get Beckham more involved in the game. That's why you have him. I don't understand. Use him. Get him on quick screens. Use him. You don't even have Jarvis. Yeah, you don't, even have, Jarvis. You don't even have Lant Jarvis playing right now. Currently, Jarvis is back. out. So no, I think he's back this week. I thought I just read the report. He's back, so uh, his oh, IR. That's a, a big addition for that offense. So let's well, finish even off. If could be, even if you could be halfway out there to move the chains and keep, especially if the weather's going to play a factor, you got to move the chains, possession, you know, time possession, running the football. So it should be a great game. Change Speaking of a game, it's probably going to be the going to be a complete opposite. Is this game in the Meadowlands in MetLife Stadium? Good luck. The New York Giants, we just talked about what are we what Cleveland Brown team are we gonna get? Well, what kind of team are we going to get? An injury prone team, a JV type team right now in the New York Giants offense currently. Daniel Jones is expected to look like he's gonna be clear to play. So Daniel Jones could be playing and be yeah. the starter for this week's game against the LA Rams. If the New York Giants come out to another one and five start, what goes on? This is more about if they lose, because I think most people expect, look, I want to see the Giants win. If the Giants win, trust me, I'm a happy man. I will always be happy when the New York Giants win. That's 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 my team. That's my diehard team. I go to I go to the, the, my gravestone with the Giants. But realistically, this is a team that's coming off of a disappointing loss, a unfortunate in the sense of injury-prone type game, and just the way they were beat down by a team that's more just an exceptional team in the Dallas Cowboys. You're going against another exceptional team right now, currently in the NFC and in the NFL. So we expect the New York giants to falter to one and five. Once again, my big thing is will changes be coming for big blue after this week. And if so, what kind of changes? Well, we know Gallaudet and Barkley are out. We'll see how well Daniel Jones brain is. Um, what's scary is the, the Rams have allowed a league low four sacks through five games, and only one team has produced fewer than the Giants' eight sacks this season. So, uh, as a Giant fan defensively, that doesn't stem well for us because, uh, you know, if you have Matthew Stafford on fantasy, make sure he's your quarterback. Run. I mean, he, that's, he Joe's fan, that's Joe's fantasy lock of the week. Um, I, listen, this game last year, the Giants were supposed to be blown out. If everyone remembers, the Giants went into the that last year and the Giants gave the Rams all they can handle. Maybe it helped with no crowd. Maybe um, the Giants are home. So, I mean, maybe that'll help a little bit or until, until the first quarter is 20 to nothing. And what was it? The Rams are, what was the thing? The Rams are 
just dominating. I mean, they're leading the league in offensive efficiency, yards per play. I mean, the Giants can't rush the quarterback. Um, the Giants are beat up. I mean, we are supposedly getting Slayton and Shepard back. I mean, let's be realistic. I'm hoping the Giants make a game of this. Let's see what happens like last year. The expectation as a Giant fan is if we can win, let's win. I don't expect them to win. This is not a game they should win. They're not at the same. I'm going to use Troy Aikman at. They're not at the same level. They're not the same caliber. The quarterback's level, the offensive line, they don't have. I mean, someone better be ready to block Aaron Donald so Daniel Jones doesn't get killed. You know, I mean, someone please protect him. Oh, God. He's on, the side of he's on the side of no shoulder. Oh, God. We can't, we, oh, no. we can't have. We can't have Donald oh, Donald Jones. We can't have Donald Trump. We can't have anyone. Can't have anyone named Donald. On the <laughs> no Donald. Line. No Donald. Oh no. no that's no, like no. that's the Scott Van Pelt thing. That's what could be a no no. I just don't get Daniel Jones killed. Um, let's see what the Giants can produce. I mean, last week was, you know, like Friday the thirteenth. Everything collapsed on the Giants. I mean, our quarterback, our running back, our receiver gets hurt. We're missing our left tackle. You know, we're already our defense has not been solid whatsoever maybe the Giants could put a defensive effort you know maybe this is one of the games where we're shocked and they give it all effort I think the Giants end up losing by double digits I just think it's inevitable because I don't know the Giants don't have enough offensively enough to keep up with this Rams team who listen right now is one of the best teams overall in the league and then do the Giants do the can the Giants withstand defensively it's one of those things where like you play hard you play hard you keep the game close but if you keep getting three and outs offensively your defense is going to get worn out. It's not going to be able to hold, and eventually the dam is going to break in the fourth quarter, and, you know, the Rams will catch. And it'll probably be Deshaun Jackson over the top for a big old play. He'll have, like, one catch for 62 yards. He'll flip backwards, break his ankle. But who cares? I mean, whatever. <laughs> I was hoping for Deshaun. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the type of guy he is. I mean, he does a back flip and get hurt. But, listen, hopefully the Giants can put a better effort. I don't think the Giants make any moves anytime soon. I think that you got to look at the bigger picture and go, this team is not healthy. This team has this team is not put together. I mean, it's a puzzle missing pieces. I mean, we don't have a solid offensive line. We're missing offensive players. We're missing right tackles, left tackles. Our star running back is hurt. Is going to be out for a month. Our number one receiver hasn't been healthy. I mean, like this is what the Giants do. They pick up a big time receiver and he's hurt all season. Hasn't produced anything. You know, Evan Ingram. I thought maybe the Giants would have flipped him for to the Cardinals who just traded for Zach Ertz and figuring, hey, listen, if you ain't going to use him. What are the, what are the Cardinals trade? Uh, what are they actually? Uh, third round, that third round pick and like a fifth cornerback. They gave him a third round pick for him? Oh, why did the third Giants round. not give up? A, give him a call? Well, I mean, the Giants could have picked up an extra third round and a defensive back. Could have picked up anyone. 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 Well, anyone. Giants, anyone. Uh, what I've seen, the Giants are in uh, the market for a corner. So what the hell? I mean, well, this uh, is a uh, Jordan, Jackson, uh, Jordan Jackson's is not that good. Has, he's been playing. A, he's been playing all right, but he hasn't played to the level. As long of his as the contract. ball doesn't hit him in the hand. I mean, what's your expectation? What's your real expectation with this team? Is I mean, I just hope that they just play a hard fought game. I don't expect them to win this game because the Rams are a far more talented team. Like you said, there's a it's a better coach. There's a better quarterback. They have a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They have a better secondary. They have a better linebacking crew. They have a better. They probably have better fans right now than the Giants. I mean, they definitely have a better stadium, but like, I mean, I don't know what to expect from this game. I expect this just to be a sixty-minute game that the Giants. I don't expect to prevail and come over match. I don't. It's a ter- it's a horrible, horrible matchup for the Giants coming off of a week that 
let's just it's a dream you almost think of last week's game you almost wanted to believe it was a dream but it really was reality and this is not the ideal matchup to be going against a team that has 10 days rest on top of it oh, i forgot about forget that. they have 10 days rest stafford will probably be much healthier than he was the other day against the seattle seahawks and you're going against this defensive line that we know causes havoc in the backfield and for what we've seen from last week's game to a defensive line like the Dallas Cowboys for what they did, I can only imagine what's going to happen come Sunday when the Giants go against this defense. Throw Mike Glennon. <laughs> yeah, throw Mike Glennon in or some, do something. I mean, Kadarius Tony has been a bright spot early on right now from last week's game. They got to get him involved more heavily. He's He looks like he could be a star for this team, but – I don't expect the Giants to win this game. I expect this to be a. I expect this to be a blowout. I expect Daniel, this. I really Daniel do. Jones, you have to throw for four yards. You're gonna have to I expect it to be like a. Thir- I expect it to be like a thirty-five to like fourteen game. No, I think 31-17 seems realistic. I think the Giants can put some points up early. Maybe listen, Tony's going to be back. Hopefully, I mean, listen, he got hurt too. We didn't even realize it because of yeah. his stupid reactions after in the fourth quarter. But he'll be back. Slayton's supposed to be back. Shepard's supposed to be back. You'll have an Evan Ingram. You're going to have John Ross. You know, you have Devontae Booker. Hopefully, Andrew Thomas will be back. That'll be significant. Maybe the Giants will start Matt Pert instead of Solder at right tackle. Hopefully, the offensive line can play better. Listen, Giants just got to play. Play with them. See what happens. Maybe get lucky. Maybe cause some turnovers. I mean, you never know. It's the New York Giants. We've seen better. We've seen worse. You know, let's just not get – Let's not ruin our season in one week, but I don't think you're going to see any drastic changes with the Giants. You won't see any drastic changes late in the season. And you know what? The Giants are not one of those teams where I can't see them bailing. I can just see the Giants going even for one and nine. We're just going to stick with what we got because that's what the Giants do. They're not going to bail. This is, I just, I don't see it. And then who are you, who are you getting rid of? You know I mean? You're moving on from Everett Ingram. You would think so maybe in his last year of contract. They're not doing anything with the quarterbacks. Can't do nothing with Barkley. You know, who wants any of our linemen? The only one that you really want is Andrew Thomas. We're not getting rid of him. You know, do they do they move Shepard? Does the guy want Slayton? Is it too much? You know, because maybe you're moving forward with Kadarius, Tony, and Galladay as your number one and two, and that's pretty good going forward. I mean, defensively, but what do we, who wants our defense? Right now, no one's playing. Maybe the Giants move on from Jabril Peppers. Because he's going to want a contract. I mean, these these are things that down the road we'll see what happens. Um, but, hey, listen, maybe the Giants will give him a good fight and uh, we'll shock the world. I've, I've been shocked before, so I, I'll, I'd like to be shocked again. We'll see what happens. It's a hell of a sports weekend. you got some great college football games as well. you got tonight starting for all Boston fans and Astro fans, the ALCS. The NLCS will be, I believe, tomorrow or Sunday. When is the NLCS I didn't tomorrow? Um I mean, it's going to be this weekend. I just don't know if it's going to be Saturday or tomorrow. Oh uh, no! So tomorrow, the Boston plays again tomorrow. Houston, four twenty on. Okay, so so, so both. Okay, so the NLCS. The NLCS. And the Dodgers and Braves are on tomorrow night. TBS eight oh seven. Okay, so the NLCS and ALCS will officially be underway. Go starting tomorrow with both games, and tonight the Red Sox start tonight. But we are officially in the final four of the MLB postseason. Plus the NFL, huge games, huge implications with the Chargers, Ravens, Browns, Cardinals. We'll see what happens with the Giants. Also, the NBA will be starting soon, so we'll be talking about that and what the hell's going on with Kyrie Irving and that whole mess in Brooklyn. Great weekend for sports. Enjoy it. 
We are Keys to the City streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share on our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and even Spotify we do have. So go check it out. It's okay. You can click the share button. It's okay on Facebook. It's, it's yeah, don't, be, don't be scared. Don't, don't be scared. We're good looking. We're good looking guys. Don't worry. People might want to see, hey, these are good looking guys. They might like Just this. click share. Even if you don't want to watch it, just click share. That's all right. You don't have to watch us. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.